0: Winston Churchill once said, The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Get ready to be inspired. This is the Big Fish Cares Podcast. Big Fish Cares Podcast. Whether it's business, life, financial, relationships, we're sharing stories and journeys to help inspire you to be optimistic and to take action. No matter the hurdle in life, you can do it, and we're here to help. Welcome to the Big Fish Cares Podcast, and here's your host, Benny Fisher.
1: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to live on an island in the Caribbean? I'm talking full-time, not just for a vacation. Well, you're going to want to hear this guest story because he went all the way from India to Curacao. I met this guy at VCon last year, and now he's a member of my content team, the BennyFisher.com content team. My buddy Jay is on the show today. Jay, welcome to the
2: show. Thank you, Benny. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I am currently speaking from Curacao in the Caribbean, very close to South America, and uh, yeah, happy to be here.
1: Yeah, so let's uh, let's dive into that, man. You—it's uh, a small island, right? Like a lot of people, you know. I know it's right next to Aruba because I, I was doing some research and I was like, you know, I've always heard of Curacao, but it's not like the most—it's not the most popular island from like an American standpoint, right? You got Jamaica, Aruba, uh, even Puerto Rico, uh, even Saint Thomas, Saint Martin. I feel like you know, like you know, those names come off my yeah. tongue real quick.
2: Curacao belongs, like Curacao is like what I would say Puerto Rico is to the US or the US Virgin Islands. Curacao is like that for the Netherlands. So, very popular for people in the Netherlands. You have famous like soccer stars coming here to vacation, but not very popular in the States. But, so, tell me yeah. about
1: so what's the connection to the Netherlands? So, so why did, did the Netherlands, like, they're just a small country in Europe, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, just, just simple as it was, it was a Dutch colony. You know, for the longest time it was a Dutch colony. Uh, It has a rich history of like slavery and what happened here. A lot of old Dutch land houses. One of the best parts about Curacao is you have a lot of buildings from the 1700s, the 1800s, 1900s, all preserved. uh, Just so you have a lot of like Dutch architecture to the point where the UN came in and was like, this is a World Heritage Site and it's like protected. So like none of the things can be changed. So you get to see, experience a lot of the history and culture that happened in the earlier centuries here.
1: Is there? Uh, do you guys have a lot of cruise ships that come in and
2: out? Yeah, a lot of cruise ships come in. Not the same as what Aruba gets uh, or St. Martin gets because our port's not that big. But yeah, a lot of cruise ships keep coming in and a lot of new people keep coming in to visit.
1: So what's it like for you? How long have you lived there?
2: I have lived there. So I lived there for seven years of my teenage life. And then I went to Miami, was living in Miami for seven years. And now I'm back. I've been living here for five years. I think 12 in total, 12 years of living on an island.
1: So how, tell me how you got to Curacao. Like, what, yeah. I mean, like, so you, weren't I mean, born, you, weren't, you weren't born there, so how the heck do you end up living on an island like that? Like, why'd no, you pick
2: that island? I was born in Mumbai, India, uh, in a big city life, kind of like, imagine, like, living in New York, maybe not exactly Manhattan, but Brooklyn kind of area, right? All my friends lived within, like, a five-minute like, five radius of me. I stepped down on my apartment building, got two friends each side, and... My cousin brother, who's really close to my heart, would be like, you know, a block away. My best friends from school were one block away in each direction. And so everyone, everyone was so close by. And then I come here. So my parents, uh, they were jewelers and they had, my mom's uncle had like a job offer. was like, hey, they were doing freelance jewelry and kind of like trying to get that business going. It wasn't really taking off. So they're like, hey, come here. We get a lot of cruise ships coming in. We'll open a jewelry store here, make that happen give it give them an opportunity so they they flew here and like i was 11 i was like all right i was i i went on that flight and and i joined up uh so, so what
1: was it like growing up in india like so this so you said the city is like a big popular city so like something like yeah. new york city brooklyn you know millions of people
2: yeah <laughs> um, millions of people uh, it was, so what, what I really enjoyed was like, you know, I'm, i Indian. I love the Indian food. So food was really great. Entertainment options were really there. I was a big fan of movies and specifically Bollywood movies. So got to watch Bollywood movies and that was a lot of fun. We had, I'll tell you what we had, uh, maybe you have snow days in Pittsburgh, but we had rainy days. Like we get the monsoon season. So in oh, India, wow. you get, you get rain for four months of the year. You get to, you go to school and like some days I didn't want to be at school, man. I would pray. I would like, come on. Let it rain And so some days
1: Wait, it would rain so hard You wouldn't have to go to school It It would would rain
2: so hard It would flood And so either you wake up And it's flooded And your school's canceled Or you're at school And then it just Continuously rains Through morning And by like 10 o'clock They're like Okay, too much flood It's unsafe Go home and then you like walk through the flood because you can't drive. You have to walk through the flood back home because my school was two blocks away. So I walk back home then. And-
1: so what's uh? So this is fascinating to me. I mean, listen, a guy, a kid from America, right? Like who's you know? I think I've traveled outside the country a handful of times. and It was really just for the Caribbean, for like one of those like tourist vacations. I think I've, yeah. been, to, I've been to Mexico, been to Canada, but like I've never been to India, never been to Curacao. But like I'm almost more fascinated with this Indian thing. Like so. Like, you know, I've seen a couple of movies. I can't remember what they are called right off the, the top of my head, you know. But, like, I know that, like, you know, India is probably one of the most populated areas in the world. You know, there's probably over a billion people, right? Is that true?
2: Yeah, like 1. 1.6, 1.
1: 1.8. Yeah, which is nuts, right? It keeps like, growing. You know, and it's, like, you know, half the size of China, but it's, like, got just as many people as China, right? Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... And the, what I always know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but, like, this is what this podcast is all about, you know, let's you know, let's put out some things and see what happens and see if they're right, but, like, it seems to me that, like, in India, you're either super rich or super poor. Is that true?
2: No, I think there's is a there, healthy there a middle class, because, like, uh, there's a healthy middle class, because, like, uh, like, that's where I come from, right? And okay, like, yeah, see, was, I don't know, like, yeah. some of
1: those movies you see, like, they make it look poor. Yeah. You know, but then like, you know, I feel like, you know, over in America, like, you know, some of the Indian doctors and some of the people like, I feel like they're rich. I don't know if they're just rich here, if they were rich back home, you know, I, I don't know. So how, what is it like growing up? There's a class system, right? Like, isn't there like a class system or is that still around?
2: That used to be the case. That's really not the case anymore. We learned it in our history books, right? Oh, so okay. So it's not like, something it, apparently. Is it a, ca- is, it a
1: ca- is it a capitalist country? Is it like a like how do that? Is it, commun- yeah. is it a communist country? Yeah. Right? No, definitely
2: not communist. It's capitalist. Capitalist country. Uh, very much like there's a lot of there's a lot <laughs> lot of nationalistic pride. You know. How but, would you
1: compare it to? I mean, how much do you know about America?
2: Decently. decently. Okay. So, how would you compare it to America? Um. A lot like it, but I, I just feel like the only difference is sometimes you have, there, there's a little bit more freedom in America than there is in, in, like, you know, so freedom of speech is not exactly like that. You have comedians, if they make fun of the nation, they can kind of go to jail for that, right? Like, it's... Oh, really? Th- there's a little bit of, like, yeah, like, you know, you I, what I see in America Cens- is... Censored, you can, yeah, speech. Yeah, you could take the flag, make a hat out of it, right? You could make swim trunks out of it and do whatever you want. You can't do that with the Indian flag, Right? So you gotta like that nationalistic pride kind of comes in pretty strong. Here's a fun fact you wouldn't know that, and it blows me away every time I go back. But every time a movie plays, right right before a movie starts, no matter which movie it is, the Indian national anthem plays, and everyone stands up. So just like a
1: sports game, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: just like that. You will have your commercials, you'll have your commercials, you'll have your trailers, you'll have the thing that turn your phone away, blah blah blah, and then the last thing before the movie starts is the Indian flag. And then the national anthem plays, and everyone's supposed to stand up, right? Stand up. You know, you can sing if you want, whatever it is. And then everyone sits down, you eat your popcorn, and the movie starts.
1: Why is there so many people there? Like, how? how like, was it just because it's like an old country and they just keep having babies? Or like, uh, like
2: why
1: yeah, is there I think, I think the why rural, are so many freaking people?
2: <laughs> the, the rural nations, uh, I, I don't think they knew about birth control. Uh, there's that. There's... Uh, Actually, that's, that's fascinating more than why, why there are so many people. I mean, out. think about it.
1: America's only 350 million people, okay? Give or take, you know, 10 or 20 million. I don't know what the yeah. number is. I don't think we've ever hit over 400 yet. And, like, you know, America's a pretty, you know, I think a good-sized country. And I don't think it, like, is as big as China. But, like, India, I feel like in America, it got to be, like, close to the same size as in India. It might be a little bit smaller.
2: Yeah, I think it also starts from – Especially if so we're not there's... counting
1: Alaska. Let's not count Alaska because Alaska's <laughs> really big, but –
2: in the in the rural lands, right? Like, I think what they used to do was they used to have as many babies as possible, so that they can get more workers for the farm, right? This is what I know about it, at least a little bit. That's my well, theory out of it. So then, do you have brothers? Do you have
1: brothers babies. or sisters?
2: No, I'm a single child. So
1: there you go. So like, yeah. I mean, all right. And then I'm just trying to understand, like, you know, your parents, like, so they just they came to Curacao just for a better a better opportunity. Is that yeah? Almost like some people come to America for a better opportunity. Somebody talked to your mom and dad, and you're like, "Hey, man, like we could like be jewelers over here, in Curacao, man, and we'll make a killing off the tourists, right?"
2: Yep, and that didn't that never ended up happening.
1: <laughs> so, what was it like when you were 11 years old? Like, was that because I mean, I remember when I was eight or nine, my, we moved. We moved houses. We didn't even move school district. We we stayed in the same school district, but we, I had to go to a different elementary school. So yeah. I had to leave all my friends in fourth grade. And I remember I went over to another elementary school. But then by the time I was in sixth grade, I got to see all my friends again, because like we were all at the middle school, which was in one building. So what was it like for 11 year old boy, like literally having to leave the country and like go to a whole different place?
2: Uh, It was hard. It genuinely like that year when we moved was like one of the hardest of my life. I remember I came in, so I'd never even moved houses before in my life. I lived in an apartment building where on the third floor I lived with my parents. And my grandparents lived on the fourth floor of the apartment building. So I had kind of like the love of those two kind of, like, you know, your your parental figures right at my fingertips hand. Like, I'm bored here. My parents are not here. I go to my grandparents' house. I just, I I climb the staircase. I'm I'm there. took me eight seconds to get to my grandparents' house, right? Did you have any cousins? I had, yeah. I had cousins, and I had cousins living nearby, like, one block away. Okay. Right. So I would, sometimes I would just go to them, eat at their place, you know. So I had I had family around me. I had friends around me. All my friends lived in that one block radius around me, you know. And so I had all of that close to me. And suddenly, I had never moved houses. And suddenly, not only have I moved houses, I'm in a different country, and I'm in a different continent, right, on the other side of the world.
1: What language, I mean, what? so what's the language over there?
2: In Curacao, they speak... No, in India. Oh, in India, they speak Hindi and English. But
1: you call it Hindi and English,
2: right? Yeah, Hindi, yeah, so is okay, a, Hindi, H- yeah H- Hindi, Hindi is like Hindi is the is local language, language that's, right? That's and the, because yeah. of the British rule of two hundred years, we speak English in the school. Actually, English is my first language. I was taught English in school. Really?
1: I was yes. going to say because your English is perfect. I always, I always take it for granted. You know, like you probably know Hindi too, too, right?
2: Yeah, like I can read, write, whatever, whatever, and, <laughs> whatever needs to happen. And then I learned a, and, a fun
1: fact the other day. that you know, you know Spanish too.
2: Yeah, yeah, like you know, so in India in my school, Hindi was the second language, right? Like you know, if you know how you can take sometimes Spanish as an extra. Do they look at like
1: English is like, oh man, that's the that's the best language to learn. Is it is it like that over there or is it not like that over there?
2: Not necessarily like that. It's more a case of hey, the English opens more doors for you, right? All yeah. the businesses, offices operate in English. English is the international language. India, at, you know, is looking to be part of the global community and the economy. So they're like, English is the way to go. So from yeah, the so British people, like, there's there's all, the, all, the
1: cool, all the cool, kids speak English in India.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm if, assuming, you, like, if, you if you're come educated, from the, you're educated yes, you're, if you're like, educated, if you're educated, English gives you those chances. So a sign that you're educated is you speak English, right from the start. Okay, all right. so they value it.
1: And so your mom and dad, do they speak English? I mean, their whole yeah. life, I mean, just the same way you were, right? Like, they, like yeah. they went to school, they learned English first. Like, it's interesting. That's so fascinating. What um, what religion
2: do you guys practice over there? So that's, we practice Hinduism. Okay. And that's that's where you see, like, I don't know if you've seen this or encountered everything, but the belief kind of goes to their different gods. They're, like, more than, like, hundreds, thousands of gods, Right. But really? they have different yeah, gods. See, I don't know
1: that much about it. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> ignorant. I'm pretty ignorant about world affairs. So,
2: uh, yeah, no problem. You have so different gods like that that make up like different statues and everything. But at the end of the day, what you end up having is the the idea is you're worshiping different statues. But yet, at the end of the day, there's one one god at the end of it, right? Just God, right? And they come like God reincarnates itself in different forms. That's why you have over years, you know, you have different forms of it, and. Um, Much
1: different than Christianity, that's for sure. Yeah, do they teach? Do is there any Christianity in India?
2: Yeah, there's a big Christian population. There's a big, there's a very famous church by the sea that I always go to, um, and it's 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 a it's like a it has a very serene atmosphere there. So always like we call it it's Mount Mary. We go to that church there. It's it's just great to it's great to see that and, and experience that. But is
1: there any like sorry about all these questions? Yes, this is no,
2: fascinating. I'm too. glad. I
1: never know which way this is going to go. <laughs> the,
2: the beauty but, of having these conversations is to get just to, like to learn deeper about people and their ideas yeah. and their experiences. Well, so, I mean again, well, here, I, gar-
1: I can guarantee that most of the people that are listening to our podcast right now, they don't know that much about India either. So they're probably they're probably yeah, like yeah. hanging out every every question that I ask. <laughs> so. So, like, you know, you hear in other countries, you know, like, there's, like, you know... Fighting between like different religions, different things like that. Was there any of that, or is it pretty like everybody's happy? Or is there any? Is there no, any war the, in India? Is, like, like, yeah, is man, it...
2: the the Hindus and the Muslims don't like each other. Oh, so, so
1: Muslims are a big thing over there too, though. Yeah, right? yeah. You so have, like, is that... it like is it like three different like Christian, Hindu, and Muslim? Like,
2: yeah. So what you have? So the Hindus are the majority of the population. Like how
1: much? Like what's what's when you say like fifty percent, eighty percent? I am
2: I am purely guessing here, but I would say like I would say sixty percent. Okay. Right. And then Muslims would be, like, about 30%, and then 10% can go uh, to, like, okay. the Okay, so Christians, Christians are the minority, okay. And then, of course, like, there's, like, a few percentage in there for everyone else. Interesting. Of. I'm battling a
1: yeah. cold today when I record this podcast. I just realized it might sound terrible for the people listening at home, but, hey, you know what? we gotta we got to pump these episodes out, so this is what you're going to get. The, uh... So, is there war over there? Do you guys, like, do, like... Is there? Do you guys have, like... I mean, I've never heard of the Indian Army or the Indian, like, you know, like, no... Like, I feel like I've seen pictures of the Chinese, you know, and like the Russian, like, but like, I never hear about this, you know, massive Indian army.
2: Okay. Let me, let me, let me give you, let, let's go take a quick history lesson, right? So India, right. right? India next to Pakistan and Afghanistan. If you know where they are, right? You have India, yeah. Pakistan, Afghanistan. That those are the countries they are there. So 1700s, all of it is kind of ruled under one Mughal empire, which was very Muslim, right? After a while, when the British rule came in, the British rule started to take over. India and Pakistan were one country together. They were all considered to be India. 200 years of British rule, right? And they kind of like, you know, the area in Pakistan was a majority Muslim population. India's majority Hindu population. The Britishers leave and they decide to like, they created a lot of division. So the Muslim people are like, we want our own country. And they like, so like just divide it up. So India and Pakistan broke off in the 1940s. Right. And there's still tension there. There's been two wars, possibly a third one coming. Uh, there is a lot of tension there. So is it just My, like right
1: on the border or like? Is yeah, right, a, right
2: across the border, because when they when you divide up a border like that, they have they keep fighting over a state called Kashmir. Kashmir is part of India currently, and they keep fighting over, like, who gets to have that.
1: But why? Why? Why not just like, um, like I India think it's so big. Th- Pakistan, it feels like big. Why is everybody worried about
2: a little city? I I think for resources or the people there or whatever it is or for control they just they keep fighting over like that's one area they. Keep or are they worried about.
1: that if they come in there then they're going to keep coming or like they're gonna yeah keep, like, there's, there's the a threat
2: of that there's also India's like hey we divided this line up. like no you know so it's it's been it's been a, it's been very brutal there and like a little bit about my family history was my family historically was in a state that lied right in between India and Pakistan so when this division happens they had to leave their property. Their, their, their life and everything, and then they left everything, and they're like, "Where do we go?" So they went to the big city of Mumbai. That's where, like, my grandfather met my grandmother, and that's how, where that do, you, story how do you spell Mumbai?
1: To. I'm gonna look it up while we're so talking.
2: Mumbai is M-U-M-B-A-I N B A I. I'm gonna look to see where this bad yeah. boy is. Cause but like, gonna... yeah, at the at the end of the day, Mumbai is a big city that's kind of like tolerant. You'll see, you oh, can so go you're like,
1: on, like you're on like a peninsula, man. Like you're like on, you're like a Florida. You're like in a Florida.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Look look like that little edge. Wow, look how big, man! I'm zooming out. I'm still zooming out. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. So you're like on the west coast. So you're like, you know, if I'm looking at if I'm looking at India, I'm like, you're on the west coast, and uh, that's look how big that is, man. That's crazy. That's wild. So you guys can't see this at home, but yeah, I'm looking at Mumbai. So that's got to be one of the bigger cities, right? Like, I mean, oh, one of the biggest
2: for sure. I've heard New Delhi.
1: Uh, Sri Lanka is—that's a separate, separate country, correct? Separate country. Gotcha. This is so interesting how these things happen. I wish I did learn a little bit more about the history of, over there. Like the, you know, they don't teach that. You know, they don't teach that to us. No, either. no.
2: The, and, and we're that's all about—we're all about USA. <laughs>
1: you, know, we, you know, again, we had to get freed from the British, right? So, like, so the British—did they rule the whole world or something? I guess they. At did, one huh?
2: point, yeah, the sun never set on the British Empire. That's wild.
1: I mean, like they, you know, they're just that, that little. They're like that little island up there, you know. It's like wild to me that, like, you know, they they were able to have that much control. Yeah, like wait, we're, Yeah, that is incredible. So, all right, let's get back to the Curacao, yeah. the fun part, right? So, <laughs> so mom and dad say, "Hey, we're going to Curacao." You're probably like, "Oh my gosh, I don't have any friends. I don't know what I'm going to do." Right? So, when you say it was the hardest year of your life expand upon that a little bit like so what's what, what's that look like what's that feel like for you
2: yeah so I, I i come here right i firstly they speak uh while i was like i went to an international school so they were teach like they were speaking english but there are other languages they speak here they speak dutch there was spanish i didn't know any spanish at that time you didn't and know any the, i didn't know any spanish at that time and that was the local language of papiamento right? So I come here and like, I'm fresh off the boat, man. Like you could like, think about like all the stereotypes you want to put on me. You could put, right? I had the Indian accent, right? So, uh, and India was good with technology. It's not like I'd never used a computer before, but like I had never used internet explorer. I'm talking 2004, right? And like the first computer class I had, I'm like, they're like open internet explorer, have fun, explore. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know how to use that, right? Like I'll tell you how naive I was. You know, you get those ads at that time, you're like, hey, free, click here, you get a free PSP. I would click on it and be like, yes, I want something. right? Oh, that, that's what man. it was, right? Like, I, I would fall for those things, right? Okay. I, I did right, I, I fell for that. I didn't know any better. Uh, and then, you know, the kids, uh, the kids wanted to make fun of me. The thing is, they're speaking in a different language. So first, like, whether they're making fun of me or not, when someone's speaking in a different language in front of you, you don't know what it is. There's that insecurity of, oh, maybe they're just talking about me. Anything. That happens to me
1: all the time here in Pittsburgh in roofing, right? Because we have a lot of Hispanics that I, that help yeah. us roof, and I'll never forget when I first started to do this. They'd always be talking. I always thought they were talking about me, making fun of me. They'd start giggling, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what are they saying?" It's driving me nuts. So I get that.
2: Yeah. So I'm you looking. get you you get that feeling, and you you've had to experience it firsthand. So I, I had to deal with that, and uh, I guess my thing was so I was a I was a heads down like. Of, like, nerdy student, right? So, I did get good grades, and I guess I pissed off the guy who was. Is every person from grade. India
1: super smart? Is that a stereotype in America? I feel like I've never met a dumb person from India, like, ever. You know,
2: you know what it is? I think they drill a lot of, so we are expected to memorize a lot, and specifically, okay. like, math and arithmetic, like, you know, math is given a lot of focus. Um, I just feel like
1: every person is super smart that's from India, but like that could be a stereotype. Maybe that's only because I, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. maybe all
1: the smart ones just come from India and they come to America. Is that what happens? Like,
2: could be, but I do know in the foundation of like our education there, Uh they really expect a lot and they put a lot of pressure on you as a kid right from the start, right? it's it's incredible like you, we had exams and things like I came here in sixth grade like international school system I was like and it's very much tailored to the American school system I'm like oh this is a breeze <laughs> I was stressing out there man
1: well I was just thinking too America <laughs> probably doesn't let you come in like unless you have like you know they're probably just they're probably always taking the best of the best I probably would think, from, I, from I, other, I
2: definitely think people there's are immigrating right
1: they probably make you fill out forms there's probably like an application When somebody says, oh, we want to study at medical school, we want to be a doctor, and America's like, yeah, we need more doctors, yeah, we need more doctors. So, like, they only let the doctors and the computer programmers in, right? Like, I don't don't know. I'm I'm assuming that's what happens. I wish I knew more. The more that we talk, the more (laughs) I realize, I don't know crap about immigration. I don't know, talk, like, it's like we're in, like, a little bubble over here sometimes, but so curious saw uh, you're getting you know big, big fun of did it ever shift like did you ever like gain their respect or like did you always yeah like you know you went... so
2: that first that first year was really hard I, again i didn't have any friends so it was lonely you know like but i found comfort in the little things right i found comfort in the little things uh i really enjoyed the schooling element of it i got ace that so i found that i got a dog for the first time i had a pet in my life and that that was you know that was a companionship there and um I, I made do. I was a single child, and I, I kind of, like, I made do. I, I made a lot of Lego, right? Like, some something I did. But then in a year, in a year, what happened was I started to learn the language, right? I picked up. I, I knew a little bit more Spanish because I took a year of Spanish. I understood the local language of Papiominti was easy to pick up, so I started to pick that up. And uh, I was just, like, uh, I, I knew what Internet Explorer was, and I didn't take the people so seriously. I learned to dish back it a little bit. And then I kind of got a little bit of the respect that way.
1: Did you have... I don't know. What year was this when you moved over, you said?
2: 2004.
1: Did, um, when you were in India when you were 11, did you have internet and computers over there too or
2: not we had a computer at home and and the dial-up internet with the thing like poo, 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 poo. The dial-up but um, yeah. i didn't know much how to use it um, gotcha well
1: yeah you were young yeah. so
2: but back one of the then, things that they, came they, out they, of that is they didn't, is have, so the, like, they didn't yeah.
1: have the smartphones back then yet you, you know no, have, no. Yeah, but one have, of the things know, that the came rest. out was
2: I, I appreciated how the west adopted technology and had it and so i always wanted to be at the forefront of technology so like you see me in nfts if i'm front of whatever the new thing is, whether like, you know, it is, it it comes from like, oh, like we were a bit left behind there. I want to learn whatever is new and get ahead and be ahead of technology.
1: Well, that's why me and you get along. That's why we're like kindred spirits. You know, again, both of us are in V friends, Gary V's project, uh, Mm -hmm. NFT project. We met at VCon last year. You were uh, you were at an event. I was at the same event. You know, I think we uh, started chatting after that. I was really getting into content creation more of like professionally. You uh, you've been helping me for a year. I don't even really want to dive into that because I'm more fascinated with. Yeah, no, let's talk like everything. Your, your <laughs> story, yeah, your little story, right? So, what was it like your parents? Like, um, did they both like work their butts off as soon as they got there? Did did mom stay home with you? Did dad go to work? Like, what was it like with your parents?
2: So yeah, I had a unique situation where my my grandmother, right, from my dad's side. Uh, she came along with us So like my grandmother Basically raised me For those parts Oh wow, my, They brought the nanny for you They
1: brought yeah, the nanny
2: Yeah and my, and, my, and my mom and dad Were working And yeah They, they had to slog Because like That jewelry store Never ended up happening So my dad was pushed Into an electronics store My mom was working A perfume store do they it. ever want
1: to go back to India when they realized they couldn't get their, 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 their and dream? I don't even know if that's a word. No, Kurosawian the thing
2: was because it but. wasn't like, it, it was like, okay, a lot of jewelry stores open, so we'll wait. You know, We'll wait a year when the opportunity comes. We'll wait another year. And by that time, they had solidified their presence in the things where it's like, yes, the original plan didn't happen, but they found more opportunity and they've invested so much in being there. Uh, why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be a thing. So let's go back to this India. So when you're in this apartment, give me an idea what the rent was. Do you even know? Did you ever ask your mom and dad like how much was rent in India, like in American dollars? Please. Oh, talk like
2: about so. He, so the the beauty of it is my grandmother owned that place since 1979. So there was no rent that we had to pay in India, at least
1: HOA uh, fee, like a fee to like take care of the apartment building. Uh, like,
2: yeah, that, that was definitely there. I would say. uh over the years, it's changed, but it was around, like, uh, yearly, like $200, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, so. How much money, again, give, give the audience an idea of, like, any idea, like, what your mom and dad would make a year back then in 2004 before they came over?
2: The equivalent, I mean, like, we have to deal with inflation and everything, but uh, I would say about, a, uh, a, a, like, $1,200. A month? Yeah, two thousand four, twelve hundred dollars a month.
1: Wow, that's not so, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So that's like wow, that's like twelve thousand bucks. That's like we yeah, have 15000 bucks a year.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow, but everything was paid for. So food was probably cheap, right? Like, but like, did they have? A, do you guys have a car over in India? Yeah. Okay. What we had kind a car? of
2: car? My dad had a. that had a Motorbike. Um,
1: do they have? Their, does India have its, all of its own stuff? Like, does India like make, make everything themselves, or like, do they import stuff?
2: No, they definitely import stuff. You have a but lot. Do they import
1: car- cars, or do they make their yeah. car manufacturers? Yeah.
2: I, I think you, we have a lot of Japanese cars. You'll see Toyota a lot. Suzuki do you have any cars. of your own
1: Indian car manufacturers? Uh, yeah,
2: you, you have Tata. Tata is like a big conglomerate, and so they had they had their cars. Uh, That's so you have some local Indian. So when they cars. moved to
1: Kyrgyzha, like what were they? Were they did they have this like were they they were, were they going for more money? Is that what they were going for? Like. What,
2: yeah, more money, more opportunity, kind of like a little bit better future but for me. What did they the think they could get? Any idea what they they
1: thought they could get? Like far from twelve hundred a month, did they think they could make? I, I just a think month?
2: it was better than twelve hundred a month, you know. Like yeah, okay, well, I'm just curious.
1: You know, like, but that's a long way um, to travel, right? To like yes. hope and pray for like you know.
2: Um. Yeah, I, I guess my mom's uncle had like a, a had established a business, and so there was a proven track record of what could be done here. Oh, Okay, and so so there was there was a little bit of that help and support that that was always going to be there
1: in America. It was probably always off the table, like
2: uh, too hard. Yeah, because I mean, maybe? like the thing is that they weren't looking for like, oh, let's just go somewhere. It's more like, hey, this opportunity is here. Yeah, it was relationship based. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: interesting. That's so fascinating. Now, what do they want to do for you? Do they want to get you into university? I'm assuming they want. Yeah, to the whole school? the whole thing was at
2: least if, I, if I'm here, it opens the doors to like possibly university, going to university in the states. So that that's an option. Uh, you know, international education that opens up doors. So
1: are you guys still a uh, citizen of India, or how does that work? Are you a dual citizen? Yeah, no, I
2: am. I am now a Dutch. Citizen, because uh, so uh, no more
1: Indian citizen. uh,
2: I have an overseas citizenship of India, so I do have a little booklet that when I can go there and classify like, hey, you were born here, feel free. You know what's the funny thing is when you get a Dutch passport, right? You get access to go to a lot of countries, right? You don't have to apply for a visa; you get to go a lot of places, except (laughs) India. You need to go. You need a visa to go back. And so that was a that was so you got what, fill out, Does that mean
1: you got to fill out paperwork and stuff?
2: Fill, fill out paperwork, fill out a form, send like two pictures of yourself, blah, blah, blah Interesting, see I
1: don't even know So for America we can pretty much almost go anywhere, right? As long as we yeah. don't have like a trade Like we're not allowed to go to Cuba, propine not allowed to go to Iraq I mean I have no idea like what I don't even know what the rules are, man I feel like Americans are so like just out to launch compared to like every like, like we just don't even know like how
2: good yeah, we but, like, have you have like give a big country like I imagine like the places you can go to and experience yeah, we, don't have, we don't really
1: have to leave to experience whatever we want to experience I mean we have all the seasons we have all like I'm yeah. trying to think like what we what we you know don't have um, Yeah I mean obviously yeah it, it I haven't been all around the world though So I guess I don't know what I'm missing out on So I, me and you got to do that I want to go to India sometime with you
2: Yeah man it, it, I feel just like I would You drink, friend, drink, be, drink bottled water
1: And then you'll be fine <laughs> Well I mean that's all I drink now I'm shooting America man So is it easy to get bottled water?
2: Yeah 100% No
1: if I took like If I took like $10,000 to India Like would I just be able to like Do whatever I wanted?
2: Yeah, I mean like ten thousand. I mean, depends on the, what time frame you're looking at, but yes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious.
1: I mean, like, but but
2: you see now, Mumbai also is like a big become a big city, and it's expensive to live there, right? Oh, like, really? Like think right. about it like LA, right? Where it's so how much would
1: that how much would that old apartment sell for that that you're, would you Did your mom and dad sell it, or does grandma still own it, or like
2: grandma still owns it? She's she's not. Gonna so how much <laughs> would
1: it sell for? Any idea?
2: Uh, like. I gotta do some. Let me do some quick math for you. Here, yeah, do some quick math. Okay.
1: I'm fascinated with this, like, because I'm just. I always feel like America is so expensive, uh, you know. But also, you know, we have a lot to be, you know, thankful for. You know, we don't have to worry about, you know, too many, you know, wars. We don't have to worry about, you know. I mean, most most cities in America are as congested. I mean, I feel like India's got to be congested with like just all those people and then all those cars and like I mean, it's just got to be. I don't know, constant just, like, traffic everywhere, right?
2: Yeah, 100%. So, a lot of traffic. Yeah, I can only
1: imagine, because, I mean, it's an old country, so, I mean, they probably didn't plan very well, right? Like, they didn't plan for cars. (laughs) Where I feel like America, you know, has only been around for 250 years, and, like, most of it it was, like, you know, it's only 100, 100 years old, I feel like, most of it. Most of America, I feel like you know, it was after 1900. They they did a lot of damage, but that's good stuff, man. Uh, Your parents doing well now? So, uh,
2: yeah, I I got your. uh, It's like around, yeah, three hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, all right.
1: Well, that's that's good. Like, yeah, that's a that's a decent place. I mean, like, it's yeah,
2: yeah. Now, the key thing is the key thing is like at least with having that, we have always a place to live in the hometown, right? But like, sell it and then. Buying any place in that area, like it's we million a... dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Wow, interesting. All
1: right, so you guys are in Curacao. So what, what was like? So what did you do after uh, like high school? Like,
2: so high school ends, and then uh, basically I had a chance to like you know go to university, and uh, I wanted to. I always knew I wanted to study business, and I wanted to do something creative. So I I had the option between univer- like so Villanova. I would be in Pennsylvania or yeah, University really. of Miami, right? Wow. And I went to, yeah. uh, and I went to Villanova, and it's like, it's overcast and they have a, they have a graveyard at the entrance and it's a very like, uh, it was like, you know, theology, like some like religious classes were mandatory and they they just didn't have the creative options I wanted. They're like, oh, you could do it like extracurricular, but like, that's it. And yeah. then I go to the University of Miami, and like your palm trees at the entrance, your colorful <laughs> building that's vibrant. There's a lake in the middle of the campus, and they're good like, "You to theater?
1: Good look, good looking girls yeah. at, the,
2: at the U. Great <laughs> looking girls. Yeah. You have uh, you have a theater department. They're like, "Yeah, you want to do this? You can do this." They have a film department, and I was like, "Okay, I see myself here." And um yeah, that, that, that's what I ended up doing. So I studied four years in University of Miami. I I, I juggled trying to figure out where my creative outlet lied, right? So, like, I, I first started in... So here's something you didn't know. I have a minor in acting because I took theater classes uh, from the start. And so... Uh, so was
1: it easy to get accepted and, like, come over? Like, or did you have to fill out all kinds of paperwork, jump through all kinds of hoops?
2: No, it was easy. Like, like one... So, I, I mean, I had, great, I had good grades and... They both offered me scholarship to come, so scholarship. Think, yeah, so you didn't have to pay. I had to pay okay. a little bit. They, 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 like I mean, it's it, if it's thirty k a semester, they offered about ten to twelve k per semester. Oh, so you still have uh, to pay. You still have to pay, and it's plus like out of state and everything. So, so did you parents it's, all it's pay it's for a,
1: that? Did your parents uh, all pay for that? My
2: parents, my parents, pay for it, and and a combination of that. The uncle that kind of like got the family here. The rich uh, uncle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, everybody has to have a rich
2: uncle.
1: <laughs> uncle Mark, if you're listening, you're my rich uncle. Well, I also have Uncle Larry. I feel like he's rich too. So if any of my family's listening, they'll actually at least maybe ping me. I don't think they listen though, so I think we're good. <laughs> everybody same. else listens. Everybody else listens, man. I get comments, emails. By the way, if you guys are getting value out of this podcast, I know I don't do this enough. You should like, subscribe, maybe leave me a note, so then that way we can build this audience. Because Jay's actually helping me with that. So
2: yeah, engage. Uh, see, tell us how we can provide more value. So this is this is here for the people with the people.
1: Yeah. So all right. So did you did you mention in your I think in the show notes when you sent me over a message you said you had some type of hardship. After after graduation was that high school graduation or college graduation? College
2: college graduation, you know. So my my thing was I you know firstly I, I'm jumping. You know I started with theater and I was like you know I don't enjoy the like only you know only old people came to watch the shows right. I lived in this area in Coral Gables. It's like okay this this is not interesting for me. I tried marketing and I work for I work for a market like I interned at a for a bank in the marketing department and they're like you. What year? Be what in, year is this? This is 2013. Right? Okay. I'm working in a cubicle in in this large bank operating with 8,000 people. And there you get to be creative once a year. You come up with a new slogan, you have that, that slogan will run for the whole year. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this is not creative enough for me. And that's when I found film and got the chance. Now, after graduating, I had a job lined up to go to Buffalo, New York and work at a film production studio. Um, That's
1: way worse than Philly.
2: (laughs) Uh, it you know, was something. Major, you it know, was...
1: Major, Major John's from Buffalo. Did you know that?
2: No, I did not know that.
1: Oh yeah, he was born in Buffalo. He lives in Detroit now, but like, which is yeah. I would well, never he, have taking. Basically, for basically a what Yorker. I call yeah, no, he's a he's a wow. Well, I don't know, I man. You call Buffalo a New Yorker? I guess you do. I call New a York City bit, a little New bit. Yorkers. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I got way. you. Hopefully, people from New York are listening. They're not offended, but <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so like, what happened?
2: Yeah, so like, I had I had this job lined up and everything, um, and. I graduate and the thing is because I had this job lined up for me, I had stopped applying to other things and and, and, and like that and after graduation was with my deal with my parents and in terms of like, you know, I'll have to be financially independent and everything. But what started off was I guess I you know, I had the job in the bag and I don't know whether they didn't like the interview or whatever it was. I get a message I graduate, right? And I'm living in a temporary apartment. So like I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the official thing. So I moved to Buffalo, right? Everything in box is ready to go. I'm living in an apartment, no furniture. I'm like, it's going to be for a month. I'm ready to go. And they, I get an email one day, which is like, Hey, we're running out of funds. We can't offer you the job. And so suddenly the biggest prospect coming out of graduation goes out for me, right? I'm kind of on my own trying to be financially independent and anything that I had saved, is being now used for rent and things and I have no money coming in. Uh, I was I, I was experiencing the biggest heartbreak because the girlfriend that I was with, she graduated and uh, things were not working out there. And like, this, this is a girl I thought I might marry. Oh and boy. Like, you know, and so like, so that didn't work out. So I'm, I'm in tremendous heartbreak. And then the friends that I had around me as a support system graduated and left Miami. So like, I'm alone, heartbroken and broke sleeping in an air mattress that I poked a hole into because I slept with keys in my pocket one day and I would fill it up right I would fill it up and so I would sleep six inches above ground and then in the morning I wake up and it's (laughs) I'm back on the ground dude I've done that before but it
1: wasn't because I had keys in my pockets because I was over 300 pounds and I used to flatten that thing out man
2: So you were, did you ever
1: like, did you get homesick? Did you call mom a lot? Like, and like, did you like, you know, what was the the relationship with mom and dad like when you were in Florida?
2: I mean, still, still supportive. I kind of didn't want to, you know, maybe a little bit of pride on my end. I didn't want to go back and be like, Hey, I need money or anything. I was just like, I'll figure it out. Like I did, I did, I did odd jobs. I did, I tutored people. Um, right. I, you know, uh, but it was, it was those three to four months were, were really difficult. Uh, there were, you know, there were times where like, you know, honestly, the, the thought crossed where I'm like, if I like, I was, I was on a, I was actually on a shoot and I, we were shooting up on a Miami penthouse. But like, part of me was like, I had, you know, I, I had to do the boring work, the mindless work. I had to hold the mic. But like your boy Adam
1: Sand says, the hard, boring work.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes, but it's it it was mindless for me. So my mind was just focusing on the problems. Like yes, I'm there where I want to be, but like my mind was focusing on the problems. I got this gig for ten days, and they weren't paying me, right? So they're like, I'm volunteering to be there, uh, and this this it was just one of those times where I'm like, if I jump from this penthouse right now, like that's it, all my problems are over. That's it, what? right there, right? You like, thought about that? The thought crossed my head, and in that thought, where I'm doing this, a stronger version of me. Like, Superman, pick me up, and you're like, we're not doing this. We've survived every day before this. We are surviving this through now, right? And Whoa. it's just one of those things where, like, I had a, a, you know, positivity is big for me, but it was hard to find in those times. And, like, I'm going to say this maybe, maybe for anyone listening, but for future me, right? Like, when life gets hard, take it day by day. Find, you know, smell the roses, whether that's, like, catching a sunset, whether that's smelling a flower or having a good cup of coffee. Find something positive the hard days will go by and better times will come you know and that kind of like kept me going and one of the things I found at that time was that's when I found Gary V and he's like hey just do whatever it takes to make it happen you know and so whether that was so I I took a tutoring gig I used to uh, and from from the film gig that I had like I was working for free and what happened was one of the other guys got drunk didn't show up the next day and they're like all right he's fired you're in we're gonna pay you now And so that 10 days that was going to be, like, free work, by the third day I was hired and I was making money, you know. That's cool. And so that spirit can keep on going. And so, like, now, you know, there's that never give up spirit and I'm resourceful. I find a way, I figure things out and there's no giving up here. What other,
1: uh, so what made you decide to go back to and not just stay in the state? Were you allowed to stay in the states? Is there rules against uh, that? Like, you're probably not allowed to stay forever, huh?
2: No, I wasn't allowed to stay forever. I I finished graduation, and then you get this—you get to like stay for a year for experience, right? And so I did that, and then I had to. They were like, "All right, Dutch passport, skedaddle out of here." And I was like, "All right, let me go back to a hometown and kind of like rebuild where I am." So,
1: was that hard? Like yeah, like did yeah. You, did you I, like I was, you like I mean I'm assuming America was like the land of opportunity, right? Go it was back the land of Hawaii. opportunities. How Look, big Curacao? I mean, like I feel like it's as big as a city block. I mean, like it's pretty small, right?
2: It's pretty small. It's not. It's bigger than a city block. No, I, know, like, I, yeah, uh, I know. I was kidding. I
1: know. But you have
2: 150,000 people. You run into the same people <laughs> a lot of the times. Um, yeah, I was
1: thinking like yeah, even in Pittsburgh, I feel like there's you know,
2: and a lot of like. Probably, older people come in to live here and like you know if they're if they're retired or things so you don't have a the young population's not that big here
1: so all the same people it's almost like high school or something like you know you know all the you know you know all the people in that kind of age range right like yeah. at least, especially in your mayor area um have you ever tried to like you know me and you have talked about this you know coming back to america right you know yeah. and i think you're working on that a little bit um how serious are
2: you about that Oh, 100, like that's 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 my goal, right? That's that's, that's, the, goal. The, that's the goal, right? Because I miss I miss Amazon two day delivery now one day delivery sometimes. Right? I gotta wait two it sounds, weeks. D-
1: d- it depends on what city you're in. Sometimes yeah. I think they can have it there in two hours. Exactly.
2: Know, I, 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 I had that. I had I had a shoot to do the next day, and I ordered an SD card, and it reached me like that evening itself. Right? I miss yeah. that. I miss like I miss drive-throughs. I was like, I I would love to have a Chipotle or, you know. Uh, Chick-fil-A? Chick- oh, love Chick-fil-A. Heck yeah, know. man. Uh, Do you guys have a McDonald's in
1: Curacao?
2: They're, they're like fine McDonald's. I just I just don't eat beef. McDonald's is not for me.
1: Well, no, I mean, I hear but, you. I, mean, I don't even think McDonald's actually has real beef. Anyway, <laughs> so you're probably safe if you don't eat real beef because there's no way that that's real beef.
2: But Yeah, fair.
1: So, I mean, let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit because, you know, we have a few minutes left. Um... It sounds like you obviously know how to overcome adversity. You got a really, you know, happy-go-lucky, positive outlook. You know, that's what it kind of attracted me to me, um, meeting you last year. Talk about what it's been like to always kind of like figure out and like do whatever it takes, and kind of like keep moving, keep forming new relationships. Um, you know, you're talking about coming back to America. You know, I would love to have you in Pittsburgh. You know, me and you've talked about that before. Oh, yeah. What's it been like for you the last year since, like, coming to VCon, right? Meeting all these people, forming some relationships. I know you've been working on on the content team for for us for, you know, building that team. I mean, you were one of the first people. You know, you and Manager John and Cody, and uh, and now you've seen it grow. You know, I think we have another four or five people. But like, what um, what's that been like for you? Uh, and where do you see where do you see yourself going? And like, what are your dreams?
2: Yeah. So I mean. Firstly the last year has been incredible. So I'm I'm part of a team. I, whether it's like your leadership and how you how you do it, right? Like I think you lead with a lot of empathy and kindness, right? So the you know, you're like a role model for me in terms of like following how to like how to lead and this and the people you're surrounded yourself with, right? Whether it's someone like Adam Sand and and you know, learning from his videos, whether it was uh, Ryan Groth and going to Transform conference, even the speakers that we got, you know, they just they put life into perspective for a for, uh, in, in in many, many ways. And so to go there, like I'm behind the camera and I have like tears rolling down my eyes. Like I, the camera's recording. I was like, at least I'm, I'm doing my job. And like, I'm, I'm you know, uh, you know, and, the, and there's some things, there's some things that, that, that really stuck with me. I know, I think Ryan Groth had said this in his keynote, which was like, you know, for a long period, he was just trying to survive. And then once he got comfort there, he was allowed to thrive, you know? And I feel like being a part of this team I've gone from maybe that survival mode to like having a chance to thrive, you know, mm. and 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 I'm and I'm ready I'm ready to kick gears, kick gears and and and, and really grow and, and kick it out of the park kind of thing, you know. Um,
1: well, one of the things I love about you and, um, is every time that we do something, like you you've I've had you fly to the states I don't know, three or four times. I feel like now since VCON, like to do stuff on site for these, some of these conferences and events that we are a part of in the roofing industry and every time i we go to leave right because we work really hard when we're on there you know we do have fun but like we're really working you know you're shooting video i'm bouncing around like a chicken with my head cut off you know you're you're transferring sd cards and moving film and getting people in place and you work really hard but you can tell you're really passionate about it but at the end of every trip you always bring me a little gift from the island which i always thought was really nice and cute you know like there was a hat there was a little figurine. Um, and then there's always a note. This is my favorite part. You know, Cool, the trinkets are cool, and I like that stuff. But you always write a handwritten note about how appreciative and how much gratitude you have. Yeah. And let me tell you, living in America, we don't get enough of that, man. So keep doing that. Like, that, that keeps a guy like me going, man. And that, like, you have no idea. That is, like, that is fire. Like, because, like, that is just so cool, man. I really appreciate that. Where did you... Where did you develop that skill? Is that common in India? Is that common in Curacao? Is that, no, just that a personal was, thing for you?
2: Like- that's that's from. So I was part of a film fraternity. Did a lot of like film school studies, right? And one of the things they kind of taught us there is like from the first class, very important to write like, because you're doing a you you get a lot of people to work for you for free. Very important to write handwritten thank you notes, and they do wonders. I, I was, and then you were at like it was part of like it was part of the ritual. You want to be a part of this this film fraternity, this professional film fraternity, right? Now we have NFT communities, right? You could just buy it, buy it with some meat, but like you want to be a part of this community, this is what you got to go through. And so I learned it there and it was great. It was a great experience just doing that because I felt the gratitude in any case. It's a Ooh. great experience being able to express that. I've been on the receiving end of them and I know how that feels. The yeah. current, one of my current editors that works for me, she stood out of the pack from everyone. Because she wrote me a thank you note. And so it works both ways. It brings more happiness and kindness in this world. So why not? And so here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you guys heard it again. Um, that's That goes a long way, you know. Like I've got a lot of sales guys at Big Fish that write thank you cards. I've written thank you cards, you know. And sometimes I think I'm always a slacker because it's like, man, I could literally just sit and write all day. I mean, and never stop writing because that's yeah. how many people that I feel like, I owe thank you cards too Now we have the modern day text and the call, you know. And I try to do that, but you know that handwritten card, man, that's a special touch. Keep doing that, man, because that yeah, that def- that definitely keeps that definitely makes an impact, you know. So, um, anything else you want to share before we wrap it up? Um, I know here, I know you have this thing I want to talk about real quick. It says something I okay. struggling to film at a sunflower field when some problem solving skills
2: save the day. All right. Talk talk uh, to me about that. uh, We're we're shooting a music video, okay? And we're we're doing this where like, so we're going to rent out a camera that's like one of the red cameras. If you know anything about it, they're like forty thousand dollars cameras. Renting out, renting it out for a week. You know, did some things renting it out from the university. And we're gonna we're filming this music video. I'm the producer, right? I'm the guy. It's like what you do. I'm the guy here, just making it happen. We have the director who's going to do this. The actors. I'm the guy who's supposed to get the sunflower field, make sure everyone's there on time, and do these things. Okay? So the director is like, she only wants to shoot no lights, only wants to shoot natural sunlight. I'm like, okay, you have your creative vision, let's do it. So we go two weeks before, we go to this area in Miami filled with sunflower fields, six feet high. Right, she shoots like a sample video and everything. We talk to the people. That like, can we film here? Yes, all good. Everything is being like ready to go. Two weeks later, when we have the real camera, this is like Thanksgiving break. Right, right before Thanksgiving break, everyone's on holiday. We go there, and the sunflower field is empty. I was, I was so shocked. I was like, I was,
1: mo- like the grass was mud. Like there's no sunflowers. <laughs> and, like, like all one, dead hang- or, one
2: hanging all dead around, like, like one foot barely reaching your knee. All of them are gone. The whole effect of it is gone because they said yes, you could film here. They never said hey, when you come back in two weeks, we're going to chop all of them off because they're all grown and we're going to do whatever we need to do with them, sell them or whatever it is. <laughs> there was no more stuff. Like it's supposed to be a romantic music video. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, nothing no, I now. It get it's just it
1: sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, go through. A it. Bit of I was breeze.
2: I was so dumbstruck, right? That I actually opened that video again just to see proof. Like my eyes aren't kidding me, right? It was here and it existed, and now it's gone and so we're like okay what do we do time's running out some some, some, sunlight is setting actors are waiting what do we do and then i was like okay so problem solving thinking did some lateral thinking right if on this piece of earth there is some sunflowers going that means this land is fertile to grow sunflowers nearby so there must be more sunflower fields nearby i was like you guys wait here i get in my car i drive one like two minutes ahead and i find another sunflower field i go there Right? I was like, okay, now I have to talk to them. There are some sunflowers. The sunflowers of various ranges. Like, this is something that's going to work. I was like, great. There's one guy working on a tractor. I was like, let me go talk to him. Let me get permission right away. We make this happen. I go talk to him. I'm like, hey, sir, can you please film here? Like, I'm trying to explain it to him. He understands jack shit because he only speaks Spanish. Now, here's where speaking Spanish comes into play. Is where I tell him, like, in Spanish, like, podemos hacer esto, todo. He's like, yes. He's like, I take, I, I take a twenty. I slap it in his hand. We have a deal. He doesn't need to tell the owners. No one needs to know we're filming here. And so we we I brought I brought over the crew. We filmed there and we got our things happening. And because like that's what you got to do. You got to think. You got to think into the problem solving mindset. And you got to get shit done. And we got we got our shots. That's Can what I love it.
1: about you, man. That's you know what? Yeah, problem solvers. I'm addicted to hanging out with problem solvers.
2: I love Beautiful. it. I Beautiful. I love Beautiful.
1: it. You also. Uh, you also got a story in there on how you bought your first camera, thanks to wine.
2: Yes, I, th- I thought you'd be interested in that one. Right?
1: Yeah, I want to hear so, about that story.
2: Yeah, so um, this is my final year of graduation, right? When you're in university, they allow you to use whatever equipment, right? But after a while, you know that you know that plug is going to go away, you know, and uh, so you, you have to you have to figure out what you're going to do after. And now I didn't have any equipment on my own. Uh, and here's the thing: I'm I'm a bit heavier now. I was. 40 pounds lighter. And I was I was active and I was impatient. So I never, our classes used to be on the fourth floor. I did not feel like waiting. I would take the staircase. And when I would take the staircase on the third floor, there used to be a billboard that says, wine spectator scholarship, 50,000 available to students. It was in the PR floor. None of the people in PR, all of them were Starburst drinking girls with their MacBooks who would not go out of their way to do things, right? It was like wine, who cares? But I used to see that, I'm like, that's interesting. And I was like, so I made my next movie. I was like, if I base it upon wine, maybe there's a chance I win some money. Like, I want a piece of that pie. So I wrote, my, I wrote my film about wine. And I was like, shot it in the school museum and things about stealing a very precious bottle of wine. I love heist films. So I wanted to make a heist film. And I was like, what's the precious thing we're going to steal? We're going to steal wine. And so that's what I did. And here's how I gamed the system. I first wrote the script. And so in one semester, I wrote the script and I submitted that because the movie wasn't ready yet. Like we were still filming. So I wrote the script for that. I got $2,500. And then the next semester I made the film and I submitted it again. And I didn't know they'd think I, I, I didn't think they'd give it to me again. But then this time, because there was a movie and everything, I got $7,500, which I had to, I split that between the friend and the friend and me that we worked together to make this film. So we got like 3750 each. But then I'm to film with you. That <laughs> I was gu- fun. I was gonna say, you know, you are the perfect like executive producer who who can has the connections, resourceful, can bring yeah. people together, has, like, can talk it's to a people, sales skills, yeah. yeah,
1: influence, yeah.
2: So you have you have the thing. I was gonna so like, anyways, I I got I got enough money. I got around five k to buy my camera, lenses, and everything, and set myself up for that. So that's how I got my first camera, gaming through wine. But let's talk about this for a second. I feel like you'd make a great. I wanted to ask you that. This, I had one. I had a couple of questions for you. Yeah, go we can, ahead. We could do this. No, we okay. got
1: some Q and A. I so, like this. You know, yeah. we got a couple of shows like this. Go ahead.
2: I I wanted to ask you if you ever had a chance to like make a movie. What would your movie be about?
1: Look, what, what kind of movie? So I could pick anything. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you've gone through uh, a, a, a variety of life experiences.
1: I would probably. I would probably try to do a documentary on my life, maybe on my own life, just because, like, you know, I'm not much of a fiction person to, like, try to, like, create something, like, out of, like, just thin air. Um, I'm sure I could. Like, if somebody gave me an idea, I could, like, add to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I'd probably have to create, like, my own bi- my autobiography, like, but, like, you know, have an actor, you know, have a child actor play me as a kid, have another one play me, you know, maybe as a... 20, 30 year thirty-year-old, and then have someone play me now. Um, maybe I guess if, that, if I was going to do something, and then tell the stories, and then create and create the little like backstories, and create like um, you know the darkness, the light, right? I would probably, I'd probably really, I'd actually, what would I add me that pack to it? Is I'd tell more stories about the people that are in my life at those times. And I think I'd probably, you know, dive deep on that and have a lot of fun with, you know, trying to create those people, those characters, um, and, and kind of have some fun. Maybe take some, maybe make those a little bit more, ficti- keep them real, real, but, like, I wouldn't necessarily interview them to, like, get their whole backstory. I'd I probably have some fun with their characters, probably, just to kind of, whatever's in my crazy creative head, right, to, like, kind of, the way i wanted to portray them the way i kind of saw them right you know yeah. and through that so maybe i would do something like that um but i think most first and foremost i would love for somebody to give me a script and then me like be able to like visualize it and then see it and then put my creative spin on it and you know find the perfect set this location find the perfect actors like I would really love. I think that would be fun. Um, and I never realized your that face that was, is
2: lighting up as you say that. I just, I never,
1: I never realized until we started doing content over the past year that, like, like man, like that's like all the things that I've done in life, you know, as far as sales and trying to get build relationships, connections, resources. Like that's what that's what those guys do. In hollywood like that's that's those guys that's their special skill set you know what i mean and like yeah. they get to be like the the master creator and they get the they get to pick the actors and they get to pick the actresses and they get the tryouts and they get to they get to go find a buddy oh they remember somebody from 10 years ago that like they, that would be a perfect play they gotta go find that person they gotta ask them and give them the, hey man i got this hey jay you'd be perfect for this i got this little part here man like i think you'd be great right sell it to them, create the vision yeah, and then get everybody together and then have someone then I would need a whole team of people to organize it for me. Because, right, like I would I'd be dead on a ride. That's right? where I come in. Yeah, yeah, I'd be dead I'm on a I'd, I'd be dead, guy. I'd be dead <laughs> on a I'd give you all this stuff and be like, dude, I don't know how we're gonna do it all, but like, you know, this is what needs to be done.
2: Yeah. I don't know how to get I, And I've done that. I've have had to make budgets, I've had to like lead a team of 50 well, you're people. The, you're I've like had, you know, to...
1: yeah. And like you told me that. You told me that like you man you like you were like twenty four years old and you had to manage a team of fifty people with yeah. a bunch of people that were older than you, and you're probably in way over your head or thought you were, but, like, you mm-hmm. probably delivered. You know, I watched you down at the conference that we just got back from in February, where you were just basically... We, we retired you from running the camera, uh, and you were literally just, like, telling people where to go, seeing where people are at, making sure people had food and water and drinks and, and memory cards and running stuff back, uploading stuff, t- getting your editors to get stuff out the same day. Like, I watched you in action, man. Like, you are... And then you're also calm and cool and collective and you're so sweet and so, so nice at the same time. Like that is a that's a rare trait. That's a rare trait. So keep that up. But uh, thank yeah, you. And, and that's, make, what, I, I, that's what I did. At,
2: that's what I did at the movie sets. You know, when I'm dealing with people, older, like when I was 24 trying to do it, you know what I tried to do? I thought, like, you know what will fool them? Let me grow a bigger beard. That's when it's going to fool them. That's how I'm going to get this. Well, that's why
1: I grew a beard because <laughs> I want to look older. And, and, and the girl at my work the other day, Mallory, she just asked me, she's like, hey, they're doing some charity auction. Would you shave your beard for charity? I'm like, it all depends on how much they raise. I said, like, if I if I shave my beard, I look like I'm you know I'm 10 years younger. And I said, I'm trying to, you know, I have like you know, 60, 70 people that work for me at the Big Fish Contracting Company. I think we got 10 or 15 people on our content team, you know, with different vendors and stuff like that. It's like, you know, I, you know, I feel a little bit weird when I'm like, you know, looking like I'm 20 or 30, right? So... Um, I don't know. Plus, I like the beard now. But, you know, one thing that you told me, and this is right after VCon, when, remember me and you talked for, like, hours about, like, just you, like, we were, I was, like, really curious about, like, what you are up to, and you told me you were doing this, like, film thing where you had, like, I don't know, 24 or 48 hours. 48 right?
2: hours to make a film.
1: To make a film, like, with no, like, yeah, just from start <laughs> to finish, like, it was like, you know, put it, you know, cram it into parameters, and boom, you got to, like, turn it into, like, a... Uh, a film that is fascinating to me. That I yeah. want to be a part of. I actually want to work for you on that <laughs> because like, <laughs> oh, I, even, I don't, yeah. I, two, two days would not be enough time because I would get frustrated. I would get frustrated. That I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Yeah, but like you know how to work with like you know thin resources, low time. It's, you know, it's, low
2: it's been and, such a stressful thing to do uh, over it, but it's also a very fun experience. Like if. It, the thing is, I have been at the, at the leadership helm of it, and so a lot of responsibilities falls on me, and I don't want to, like, for the people working hard, I don't want to disappoint them. So here's but, what I uh, want to do. You
1: have a link for that, right? Yeah. Like, I want you to email me a link. We'll put that link in the show notes to yeah. this film. We'll yeah. get it some publicity. We'll see if some people want to watch it, see what they think. And then if you think Big Fish... Should be part of this forty-eight-hour film thing. I want to go to Curacao because it's, it's like it's like they do it by country, right? Or like yeah, they do it. They do it by contest. It's like a so, contest, yeah. right?
2: We should we should take our team. We should take our content team, get some actors, go to a city, and do it. And like that would be an experience. Do they have it in hours, do They have the forty-eight. Is it, it, yes? Is
1: it, it's, a, it's a nationwide. Or it's a it's a worldwide thing. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: and specifically in the states. Yeah, a lot of cities have is it. It, is always,
1: it. So when you do it, like, is everybody doing it at the same exact time? Or is no, it like- you
2: have the. It's a range, right? Everyone has like everyone in Pittsburgh will be doing it at the same time. But you have a range for everyone. So you got to gotta
1: find it. out what it is in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Because then We're i We're going to find out
2: where it is in Pittsburgh. I get
1: everybody to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, you can be in charge of it, right? You can be like you know, you can be in charge. And because I have connections in Pittsburgh, right? Like I, plus I know where stuff is. Cody's here. Yeah, I get Manager John to come in. Jorge, um, Ali would be here. Yeah, we, we need people in front Fish of the screen TV. after that. Well, I got yeah. my buddy Chris Callen, who's the creative director, a big first contractor. He's right. a big film guy. Like we. We'd have an unfair edge, probably. Yeah. Because I got yeah. a lot of people that are passionate about this. We then just have to figure out... It's almost like a team building exercise. we got to figure out roles and responsibilities, who's doing what. It yeah. It's like organization, but because we've already been working together for a little while, and because, like, you know, I don't know, I feel like... And to mojo, to me, supplies. what makes
2: it really special is the people you do it with, right? Because it's oh, a really yeah. it's a bonding experience, and it goes. Well, you don't like,
1: sleep, right? There's no sleeping. There's sleep barely
2: any sleep. sleeping. Listen, when, yeah, if you're yeah, the leader, there's anyway. barely any sleeping. But however, yeah, I, <laughs> I do realize sleep is a little bit important because otherwise you're not functioning nah, well. We you, can you sleep. After it's hours also hours. it's also delegating correctly, right? Like if you know the biggest day is if you're the shooting, right? Like once you're done with all that footage, you got to give it to an editor. That, then that editor doesn't sleep. Let the editor sleep the first night. Because there's nothing to edit. The second night, editor doesn't sleep. You keep going, and uh, you know you, you trade it off. Do you, you reshoot like
1: anything like on that first half of the? Oh second man, day? no, you don't. You
2: don't have any chance. I mean, it's hard to reshoot something. You barely have. But time then
1: you got to write man. a script too. Like you don't have a script or anything, right? No you script. Write script. You,
2: you write the script Friday night. You know, till Saturday morning. So you start filming Saturday. Are you allowed to use
1: ChatGPT now?
2: I mean, no one's going to stop us. <laughs>
1: I'm just curious because that be an unfair because
2: ChatGPT has not been available before for us to do that. But yeah, right.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, this is the year for AI now. Yeah, like, yeah. Like and and why not? I would. In. I would. Do they give you like a theme or a title, or you just have to like you don't? Have yeah, they to give you
2: so so they give you. You have to pick. So what what they give you is firstly, everyone has to have this. Like so, say if it's in the city of Pittsburgh, everyone in the city of Pittsburgh who's doing it that weekend gets one character that has to be in there, right? So, that character, like, like in our one, that character was an artist, okay? You get a line that you have to put in there and a prop you have to use. Okay? Right. So So, those three things have to be in there. And then the thing is specifically for everyone's teams has to go and pick a genre. So we could get like, we could get a comedy and we may have to make a comedy or you have to like, maybe you have to make a musical, maybe you have to make a silent film. It depends on what genre you get. So you get two genres and then you get to either pick one. The other or a combination of both.
1: that would be so much fun. I guess I would be just, you know, I could be, I can yeah. see myself being like the creative guy to kind of help with the storyline. Yeah. I could see myself. also, you guys, you know, I guess we don't have to be our own actors too, right? Like, I mean, we probably ain't got time to go find
2: actors, right? No, yeah. Like, that's the key thing. You you, you want to find actors beforehand who are ready to do it, who are versatile. So, like, come the day of, you know who your talent is and they're like, okay. Do you think can I could be an it? actor?
1: I have hundred no percent. I, I know I'm a performer. You, like, when I get you in, bring in a
2: state, you stage. Br- you bring in the energy, Right you, you have that creative You have a creative mindset You know like You know Your brain understands You get this
1: Yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah I get it right, I, right, yeah,
2: you, We gotta you do get that this. Find out and, like, Find out is, when the next for Pittsburgh
1: 48 sure. hour film festival is Because like I wanna win that thing man Like I wanna win it Yeah
2: Because and, and that and, and, could be the
1: kickoff Of us like making bigger stuff
2: together A hundred percent Like I got You know I've gotten commercial gigs Because someone looked at the film And be like I want those effects In my commercial video You know so you got
1: manager John yeah we got Cody shoot it we got manager John start at oh man Jorge could be on site oh yeah dude it'd be good alright we so, gotta wrap this show up there's five questions I ask every guest you ready let's do it <laughs> it's so funny you're on an island. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. You listen to this show, so like literally, this is the setup. Like you're on an island. okay? Like, I'm gonna send you to another island.
2: Here, I'm gonna send, send you to Bonaire. You to I'm in Bonaire. Bonaire. I'm, uh, no, I'm gonna
1: send you to an island in like Southeast Asia or the middle of the Pacific. somewhere. let me to Hawaii. So, no, let,
2: let me let me go shoot some things. So, but I'm you're saying. gonna be
1: completely by yourself though. There's nobody else out there. Yeah. No people. No, no, nothing. Right. What book are you gonna take with you?
2: So uh, one of my favorite authors is Sidney Sheldon. He writes books with a twist you can never catch. And one of my favorite books I ever read is called If Tomorrow Comes. And so that's a book that, like, got me into, like, making heist films or stories and do that. I, I just love it when you can outsmart the people. You know, because it's so predictable sometimes what's going to happen. But then when you can throw a curveball and you're like, wow, where did that come from? A curveball that makes sense, that's uh, stories of yeah, the genius. that's
1: cool. What uh, What movie would you take with you?
2: Uh Big Batman fan, so The Dark Knight, that one dark Knight, is a I masterpiece. Love that. Heath Ledger, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: that was one of my favorite ones. Do you like the Joker movie?
2: I loved it. Yeah, yeah, that
1: right. was pretty dark. That was really dark.
2: It was really dark. Joaquin Phoenix like really brought it. You know, they just finished filming the second, the sequel today. They've just wrapped up. It's going to no, be a musical. I didn't even know that. So Joker two, is, is he in it? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, they just finished wow. filming it, and so now they're going to go to the editing part of it. So
1: that'll probably take another year to come out, right? Yeah, another year. All right, so TV, you know, I did movie, book, restaurant. You can put a restaurant on the uh, your island. What restaurant? Like, you know, nobody's any, probably even going to know. Anyone that, that
2: gives tacos for me, uh, I was a big fan of. Like, you know, for me, that my my favorite meal was getting tacos at Chipotle. So, uh, but like any place that gives me tacos, just give do you me have give me favorite
1: tacos. taco place or is Chipotle, the place.
2: Let's let's do Chipotle, man. I can't go wrong with that. I've had a All lot right. of fun meals there.
1: All right. And then you're allowed to take a trip anywhere you go. You're allowed to yeah. do one week anywhere in the world. Where are you going to go?
2: So I am really fascinated by a place in Portugal called Nazareth, and they have a very unique thing where, because of like the valley there, it's by a beach and you get the biggest waves in the world. They call it like you can see almost a hundred foot waves on the right kind of thing. And so there's a really? whole documentary about it. There's a six part H
1: documentary. What's it
2: called? The documentary is called 100-Foot Wave. It's in a city okay, called that's a Nazare easier. or Nazareth, depending on if you say it in Portuguese or not. Like but. Nazareth?
1: Like where Jesus is from? Nazareth? He, uh,
2: like N-A-Z-A-R-E. So Nazare. Oh, they say it in different ways. But like say Nazare. We were trying to mix. I'm trying to say it in English, Portuguese, cool. So
1: Portugal. I'm definitely going to have to look it up. All right. Last question. This is the best one. you got 24 hours you can spend with any human. Past, present, future somebody uh, i guess not future because you wouldn't know who had existed but like <laughs> past present could be a celebrity could just be somebody you met in life Somebody somebody's made an impact on you You can spend 24 hours with them pick their brain ask them questions all day hang out with them who are you gonna spend that 24 hours with
2: so i had a great friend growing up since i was three years old we had a little bit of a falling out in 2020 like our values were crashing as clashing as we become like adults and you know following different things but um you know, I've, I've re, just reestablished connection with him, but like his name's Ronajek. He's a. Here's more story for you. He he, his family lineage had a kingdom in India when palaces and kingdoms existed. So he's the prince. He's a he's an actual Indian prince that has his own palace, and his own museum back in India, and yeah, he's just been a great friend who could like I, anytime I spend with him, there would always be a smile on my face. I haven't seen him in three years. I would love to spend 24 hours with him. That's awesome, man.
1: That's awesome. So if somebody wants to follow you, get connected with you, what's the best way they can get in touch with you or follow you on social?
2: So I'm on Twitter every day, Jade of H JadeofH20 on Twitter. You'll see the same face with, like, a little heart trooper on the side. Uh, or Instagram, J-A-I, and my last name, Him or Uh But we'll put the links in the social. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll put everything and, in there. Yeah, email
1: me everything for, the, uh, yeah. for, for that, and we'll uh, send it over to the team. But, man, this has been a pleasure. It's been fun. It's been a great year getting to know you. I'm excited to do VCon with you again. 100%. Um, you know, we've been talking that you might just fly to Pittsburgh and ride over some of the teams, so that would be kind of cool if we can get that to happen. But uh, love the uh, friendship, first and foremost. Love the the work relationship, the partnership with that. Love the fact that you, uh, you take care of everybody that uh, is on the team, and uh, you've been uh, just a blessing in my life, Jay. I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, man. And uh, for all you guys listening at home, if you guys have any other ideas for people, guests, uh, storylines, anything you guys want to hear more of, you know, we're always trying to get unique guests on the show, people that got really good stories, and uh, and this one didn't disappoint. If you guys get value out of the show, please like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment, email me, do something to show that you got this love, share it with a friend, tell somebody else, Big Fish Cares. We are uh, on our way to episode 100. We're in the 60s right now, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been a grind. But uh, we appreciate the uh, following. We appreciate the support. And uh, until next time, we'll see you on the next edition of the Big Fish Cares Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Big Fish Cares Podcast. It's our passion to help share stories and journeys, to help inspire optimism, to take action and accomplish your goals. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on the website at www.thebigfishcares.com. Find us on Facebook at The Big Fish Cares and on Instagram at bigfish.benny. See you next time.